hot. Don't you know I'm hot? Good for you. Heartbreak. Not so Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Heartbreak and Hot Pot, How I Lost 45 Pounds in Six Months. My name's Kevin, and I'm glad you're you're still here with us. This is episode 12 of our journey. I think we're going to have about 20, I think, is where it's going to net out for this story. Unless I, uh, unless I expand on it, because the podcast is kind of fun, you know take things in a little different direction than the, the written word. Um, as I said, that this next episode is a little disturbing. It's, it's the next step in the Lori story. I think it might be the last bit of the Lori story. And I think you'll understand why when you hear it. So it was uh, this year, 2023, when I'm recording this, Valentine's Day came around. You know, I kept hoping that there was some way to make a connection back with Lori, just just to acknowledge that I'm I'm a good human being and that I don't deserve to be just I, I'll use the word ghosted. You know, I don't know what else to say. It's it's completely you're completely gone, like a ghost. You're just gone. So, you know, February came in. It brought back all those memories, pretty hard. You know, they, they come back on me every now and then. It was a sudden ejection from that life that I thought we'd carved out. You know, it was our forever love. It, it really was, I thought. It was a love that ex- had existed since middle school, since sixth grade. So I decided to try something nice to see if after a year I could at least be friends with this person who I had been so intimate with, who I'd lived with exclusively without making any other friends in the area who I loved so completely. I went online and I ordered a Valentine's arrangement of dried lavender. I thought it was beautiful, but it wasn't too romantic. You know, it was just right. It wasn't some, you know, roses like I brought to her on the day she booted me out. Dried lavender is nice. It's a nice decoration for the house. But not long after Valentine's Day, I returned home to find a note on my door. It was a note to call the Dakota County Sheriff's deputy as soon as possible. (laughs) I went into the house and I called. Uh, The deputy informed me that he was nearby and he'd be over soon with a court document. I said, okay, I'll be here. And I imagined at that point that Fantastic Sam's had somehow stepped up their game in serving me new scare tactics. But I was wrong. The deputy pulled up, then he sat in his vehicle reading the paperwork for a few minutes. Then he got out and walked up to me. He asked if I knew Lori Singer. I said I did. He told me that she had tried to file a restraining order against me. (laughs) But the court had denied it, you know. But with the denial, she has the right to ask for a hearing, so she had. He told me that all the details were in the last few pages. He looked at me closely to see how I would react. I guess they have to observe to see if the subject's going to become angry and possibly violent, you know, and do something bad. I flipped through the pages. I was trying to see through, like, blurry eyes. I I started to cry a bit. 
He told me several times that it'd be fine. The court had said no, which meant that she did not have much of a case. I said farewell and went inside. He was a nice guy who somehow made me believe that souls can connect and that people can be kind. You know, he felt for me. I could tell. You know, I always imagined that I was going to grow the business to a level where I could afford a house. And then Lori and I would live on a lake somewhere away from the cities. It would be idyllic, you know, with plenty of room to walk the dogs, hold hands, to be away from the growing violence around us, you know, in the city. She'd always planned to be a writer, and she had books in her head that were good, but she never had the time or the ability to sit down and type. She said that, you know, with her job, she had to focus on that 100%. So that was part of my dream, too, was that I was going to support her and then she would start writing these beautiful books, and it would be amazing. We'd ride bikes. We'd kayak on the lake near the house. We'd hike. We'd have fun cooking in the larger kitchen, you know, where we wouldn't be on top of each other. You know, our kitchen was pretty tight. When you're 56 and those dreams collapse, it's hard to imagine ever finding another dream. It becomes day-to-day survival and hoping for some happiness to show up but not really expecting it, you know. It hurts so deeply that you sometimes wonder if there's any way back to what you'd call normalcy. So, let's dig into it a bit. Huh? What was the restraining order about? Well, it was amazing. It was full of bold lies and half-truths. It was the work of someone who either felt the need to lie or someone who insanely, truly believed what she was putting down on paper. I believe it was the latter. I think she truly believed everything she wrote. What did the court say? Based on her write-up, they said, There is not an immediate and present danger of harassment to justify temporary relief. And... Petitioner requested a court hearing if the court denies the petition for a harassment restraining order. So what was it all about? Well, here's the timeline events. Uh, These are her words. So strap in. I'll uh, bring my comments in after each one. I'll let you know what's me and what's her. So on March 5th of 2022, it says, Email with spreadsheet regarding accounting of expenses. I did not reply as there was no agreement about gifts slash expenses during relationship or engagement. My comment? Of course there wasn't. Why would there be an agreement about a new stove or a new couch? These were things that were creating our new home. They were ours, but I paid for them. On the same day, It says, repeat email about relationship. Well, I wanted to know what happened. I still did not know why it ended, especially so abruptly. On the 12th of that month, month, excuse me, March, it says, email requesting closure and more explanation. My answer, of course. (laughs) On the 21st, even further in the future there, um, of March, I replied with more explanation and statement that the relationship is over. She sent me an email, which I'll get into in a bit. 
you know, it says more explanation. That was the first I'd ever received. On the same day, it says email response from Kevin with photo of him injured in a hospital. After my incident damaging myself that I went through earlier, you know, in this podcast, I did take a selfie from the hospital bed and I found myself texting it to her. Maybe uh, get some sympathy. I don't know. I was out of my mind. On the next day, the 22nd, it just says email response from Kevin. I'm not sure what that is. And then on April 2nd, it says long email from Kevin with lots of blame to me. Then it says September 30th, two texts. And then on the 14th, it says text about my new male friend visiting me. Listen to this. This is me talking. This male friend was from our high school, a year older than both of us, and someone Lori had commented on in the past as being hot. He had reached out to me on Facebook Messenger asking if I wanted to get together as he was coming to Minneapolis to visit Lori. Even typing it now makes my heart break. I, I couldn't believe he was doing this. You know, I, I overwhelmed him with details about our relationship and the heartbreak. He has since blocked me on Facebook completely, really signifying that he's in a relationship. You know, I'm, I'm certain she made him block me because he did come out. You know, and he, he spent time with her, and and uh, then he blocked me. On September 18th, it says, My mother gets email from Kevin. Yeah, I did. I, I broke down. I wanted to know why the entire family had, had just abandoned me. You know, the family that told me on a regular basis that they loved me. You know, what had I done? What was she saying about me to elicit this reaction, this complete silence? I didn't receive an answer to that inquiry at all. On September 27th, it says, email telling me that he plans to sue me. Yeah, I, I did send that. A little embarrassing. I was so upset and I'd been talking to friends and they were, they, they were always like, why'd you leave the couch? Why'd you leave the TV? Why'd you leave that? You know. So I was upset, and I really wanted my couch back. You know, I I was going through expenses myself. I had a crappy couch in my place. I was like, why does she have all this stuff? You know? I don't know. Um, you know, my lawyer told me that she would proceed with it if I wanted, because I did talk to Carol about it, but I didn't really want to do that. I mean, what an, what an insane thing to do. I guess I was just, again, looking for contact. On October 9th of 2022, it says, text me at soccer game where he sees me. We kind of went through this already, but, you know, I mean, I walked into the stadium. She was standing right there where I always sat. You know, my date went to the bathroom. I turned around and there she was just standing just inches away, she went right by me, oblivious to my presence. She was she was looking at the food menus. You know, when did she go to a soccer match without being dragged there by me? I followed her, trying to decide if I should say hi. You know, I was shaking. I just, I couldn't take it. I'm sure she was there on a date. I mean, why else would she be, you know, her hair was down. She was dressed great. 
not a normal thing for her, you know, going out with me. She was trying to impress. I stopped walking near her as I knew I couldn't say anything. You know, how do you impress a new date? For me, you point at your old fiancé and tell your date, that's her, that's my old fiancé. <laughs> On October 9th of 2022, it says, four more texts. So the same day, at the soccer game, they were uh, texts that said, you look great, hope you're happy, things like that, nothing negative, it wasn't nasty. On 10-23, October 23rd, 2022, texts with photos. Well, those were of my new dogs. I thought she'd find them cute. You know, she, she loves dogs more than people. And I thought, wow, what a great way to reach out. Here's my dogs. Uh, on November 14th, 2022, it says text. I don't know what that was. I, I don't have it in my, my texts, uh, records. On February 12th of 2023, two texts. That is one year since the breakup. And then it says, the content of the messages varies from friendly to then being angry in the next email. Petitioner has not replied since that one time in March of 2022. The next box is checked. Respondent made threats to the victim as follows. And this is during their relationship. I'm telling you, this is amazing. It's fabricated out of whole cloth. You ready? Throughout their relationship, respondent would make dark humor jokes about murder. When petitioner confronted respondent about the jokes not being funny, respondent became angry. I'm the respondent. She's the petitioner, by the way. Respondent then started to make jokes about harming her pets. These jokes made petitioner feel uneasy as they had shifted to being more personal. She stopped having sexual relations with respondent after these jokes started, but wanted to make the relationship work. Respondent then began to make jokes about killing petitioner saying, well, doggies, what would you do if mommy made me kill her? Petitioner took these jokes as threatening. Respondent made these comments twice about killing her. Respondent had been joking about killing people slash dogs daily, and once these shifted over and were directed at the petitioner, this frightened her. Petitioner was worried about how these threats could escalate, as they had already escalated to being more personal and directed at her. Petitioner made a plan and had Respondent move out of her house. Respondent's angry outbursts were frightening to Petitioner. Respondent was seething, and Petitioner was frightened whenever he would get angry. Wow. Oh, my God. And then the next box checked said, Respondent frightened the victim with threatening behavior as follows. Date, February 12th, 2023. Two days before Valentine's Day, in case you were wondering. One year to the day of her kicking me out. Here's the quote. 
Respondent sent petitioner dead flowers in the mail, which petitioner took as threatening and concerning. Petitioner believes that respondent sent these as a joke, but with the history of his concerning jokes, this seems to be intentional. Wow, again. I, she did know I would read this. She must assume that sane people would read all of this. As I stated earlier, I sent her a beautiful arrangement of dried lavender. If you go check out the book, you can see pictures of it uh, at hotpotforlife.com. The arrangement was sent from From You Flowers, an online operation. Uh, I doubt they're in the habit of sending dead flowers. You know, this arrangement cost me $45. If the interpretation is that these are dead flowers, then I should certainly complain to the flower delivery service. But it was a dried floral arrangement. It was nice, as was the accompanying card. But no mention of that in this work of fiction. Oh, one more thing in the document. It says, uh, there were a couple more dates. March 22nd of 2022, dropped stuff off on my doorstep. In parentheses, old possessions. On September 8th, 2022, birthday card. Postal mail. It was a nice birthday card. On November or December 22, he dropped stuff off in my mailbox. You see, I had accidentally taken Lori's jarring equipment. You know, she, she liked to, well, canning, I guess. You, I, I don't know. She would do tomatoes every year, you know, in jars. I thought it was my steamer, you know, I took it. I returned it finally on March 22nd. I wanted her to have her things back. Birthday card? Yeah, like I said, it was a nice card. I missed her. Uh, November or December 22, the mailbox? I'd found some documents of hers and swung by after therapy and put it in the mailbox. You know, it was no harm, no, no harm, no foul. So she went on to say this. Petitioner finds these behaviors unsettling. She does not feel safe in her home. These behaviors feel intimidating to petitioner. Interference. Petitioner feels as though she has no right to say that she does not want respondent in her life. Petitioner believes that respondent could get violent with her and is worried that these threats will escalate into physical violence. Petitioner has not stopped receiving messages or forms of contact from respondent since they broke up, and petitioner does not see these messages stopping unless an order is put in place. Petitioner is afraid every time respondent contacts her and feels very unsettled. Anyone who knows me knows that this does not describe me. Daily jokes about killing her and the dogs? I mean, she did know I would read this. She knew sane people were going to read this. Why do you think they denied the restraining order in the first place? If the whole thing's unbalanced. I loved her completely. I loved the dogs completely. Why? I walk the dogs at least twice a day. That's not the behavior of this animal she's describing, you know, this beast. I bought her flowers. I ran out to the store whenever she needed anything, you know, bananas. She always needed bananas. You know, medicine. 
She had stomach problems. She had migraines. I'd go get whatever she needed. Where did all this come from? <laughs> this is why I cried when the deputy handed me the paperwork. My love actually believed that I was a monster. She put it in writing. I think I finally had my answer as to what she was saying about me, at least to her family. There's a question, number 10 on the page. Do you believe the harassment will continue? In all caps, it says, yes. Then it says, petitioner has not replied to anything respondent has done since March of 2022. And respondent has continued to send messages and such. Petitioner believes it is clear that respondent does not understand that this is harassment and will continue to do so until someone stops him. All I had wanted was a friend coming out of this breakup. My heart was broken. Let's look back at the farewell note she wrote me two months after ejecting me from her world. The one she's referenced several times, you know, that she, she wrote me in March of 2022. Remember, she kicked me out on February 12th, so she waited all that time to send me any message. So here it is. Hello, Kevin. In answer to your questions, I'm sorry again that this is difficult for you and that the changes in February were sudden. I hope that with time passing, you're getting more peace. As I've said before, I wish for every kind of success and happiness for you, and I value your strengths and all the contributions you brought to the relationship. I chose to leave the relationship because we don't get along, and I'm not comfortable with that, especially when it wasn't fair to either of us. It's too overwhelming for me to struggle through trying to get along when it's hard enough for me to live my own life, plain and simple. Not every relationship can work out, and I really am sorry. It did come to the resolution quickly and make it happen quickly, but we did have the essential conversation a number of times before in the past. I didn't find an eventual resolution, so I find this better than creating an elongated ordeal. And I believe firmly that it is healthier. I don't hate you, and I didn't premeditate it for long. But this is my choice, and thanks for respecting it. So these are the words of someone who is receiving joking death threats to her and her dogs on a daily basis? Are you kidding me? I mean, that would be the first thing I would say in a in a farewell note, you know? You threatened to kill me and the dogs on a regular basis. Of course we kicked you out. <laughs> so a hearing was called for May 3rd, 2023 at 8.30 a.m. Or three weeks after being served the notice. Uh, the Zoom meeting would put us face-to-face which is something I was terrified of now. It was 100% evident that I would never be friends with her again. I mean, how could this happen? I'm not the person described in this heinous document. All I had wanted was some contact. You know, we've been friends for over 45 years. How could she make this stuff up? Beyond that, as I said prior, was that I'm now convinced that she believed all of this. I really do. Her imagination and life on the 
autism spectrum could enable her to construct a false narrative to fit her objectives, regardless of who it hurt. And it hurt me. I mentioned before that I learned she had done something similar to her ex-husband, walking out to get milk with the dogs, never to return, and the monstrous story she told me about him, only to find out from her stepbrother that her former husband was actually a, a really great guy, and he was devastated for over a year after the breakup. Which of us has a pattern of behavior that could lead to this circumstance? I wouldn't say me. Ask anyone I've ever had a relationship with, from my ex-wife to girlfriends to children. I don't have a bad bone in my body. I really do care for people. I may be a complete idiot sometimes, but I try to act with love. I don't joke about killing people and dogs. What lunatic would walk around saying such things? And why would she try to make the relationship work, as the restraining order you know, stated, in the face of such a disgusting behavior from me? You know, it hurts so much just revisiting it here, it's, it's, but it's over. So the restraining order hearing happened. I put on a suit and tie for the Zoom call. When I got on, there were at least 10 couples there. They were all in tiles like the Brady Bunch on the screen. It was kind of surreal. They were all there for restraining orders. The referee, as she was called, was there to determine whether each case would, case would go on to the next step in, in the process which would be an in-person meeting to discuss the situation, or it'd be dismissed right there. If the petitioner did not show up, the case would be dismissed. I had told my therapist that I could not look at Lori. I would break down. She told me to get some post-it notes and put it on the screen over her face, so I had them ready. In fact, when the call started, I had post-its all over the screen, but she never showed up. Lori had just done all of this to send me a strong message. When the referee got to me, she asked if I wanted to dismiss the case. I said, yes, of course, and that was it. She was 100% out of my life, even if it still hurts occasionally. The thoughts well up in me, my chest tightens with the feelings that I'm not worthy of a relationship, never will be again. They flow over me. I try occasionally for no good reason. I just cry. So I'm going to wrap up episode 12 here. went a little bit long, but um, I mean, that was an amazing, amazing, you know, series of events there, a restraining order. So in episode 13, we're going to jump back into the business a little bit, COVID, hiring, all of that. I thank you so much again for being here for, uh, for listening to me and I hope you share this with a friend and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks so much. Have a great day and or night. Hot hot. Most of it's heartbreak right now. Heartbreak.